You're listening to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie Benton, company culture coach and founder of Liberty Mind. And I want to inspire people to create progressive company cultures where our human potential can thrive. In this podcast, I talk to organizations, thought leaders, and change makers about the impact of company culture. Together, we can make it thrive. This season is sponsored by Semco Style UK. The Semco Style framework is a practical approach which helps organizations create a human-centered workplace and brings a proven method to enable you to shape how people experience work. Whether you're looking to transform your business for success, become more resilient to the challenges of an ever-changing world, or create a culture that delivers more engaged people, the Semco Style methodology can help you on your way. Are you ready to discover the tools to transform your organization? Visit semcostyle.co.uk. Hi everyone and welcome back to Make It Thrive. We are now edging closer to the end of this season with only one more episode to come, um, which always makes me a little bit sad because I do enjoy these conversations so much and as much as I would love to do podcasting full-time, I do have clients to support. So I hope this season has brought you something you can go away and play with in your own company culture and I'd love to hear what experiments or things you've been trying. So do reach out on social media to let me know what you've taken away with you so far. In today's episode, I'm talking to two women who are determined to change the way we do company offsites. Let's be honest, for too long, offsites were these cheesy team building activities that would make you cringe and everyone would find really awkward. And while we'd all be looking forward to maybe the food and the booze, there wouldn't be much else we'd be looking forward to. But now, as we have more remote and distributed teams, Offsites have become a vital part of bringing people together and creating connection. To help us think differently about offsites, I'm joined by Sophie Bailey and Sally Page from Worktrip. If you haven't discovered Worktrip yet, it's a marketplace to find memorable venues, inspirational speakers, meaningful experiences, and curated specialists to help you achieve epic offsites. Together, Sophie and Sally are the dream team behind Worktrip who have a background in tech and B2B community building. I know that what they share today will inspire you to make your next offsite even better. So let's get started. Hi ladies and thank you so much for joining me on Make It Thrive today. Hi Lizzie, thank you very much for having us. Excited to be here. So I feel like we're talking about a pretty good topic today because, you know, it's gorgeous sunshine where I am right now. And I'm thinking I want to be going to a trip somewhere different outside of my work from home space, which I'm sure many people are probably thinking about right now. We spent so much time inside our home offices or remote working and probably the idea of coming together in a space that's a bit more unique is kind of almost like the perfect topic to start talking about during this season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, 
Yeah, that's very much our thing. So uh, we're, we're joining you today as the co-founders of WorkTrip. And really that's kind of the, the idea behind setting up WorkTrip is the world of work has shifted quite considerably. And perhaps like the infrastructure to support that hasn't really caught up. So we hear a lot about sort of office first mantras or remote first orthodoxies and you know we like to think about what's the middle ground that helps to support hybrid work in in any of those um, variations and so connection is a really important part of that um, remote working is amazing and we've kind of shifted towards you know even even if that's a kind of a, a hybrid model more and more remote working and we've both uh, benefited from that but on on mass that does have some challenges for organizations and employees so for example we know that one in ten of us is lonely at work so there's a um, an all-parliamentary party group working group on loneliness at work at the moment they're doing some fantastic work uncovering this so you know partly there is this sort of loneliness epidemic that's uh, or endemic that's happening and that costs UK employers £2.5 billion a year. Um, creativity. So, you know, remote work's amazing. It's, it's very productive. We have these fantastic tools that allow us to work anywhere. Um, but it can challenge creative processes. So I think there's some Stanford research that says that in-person teams generated 15% more ideas than virtual teams, for example. Um, and all of this sort of adds up this, you know, challenges around loneliness, creativity and a sense of belonging um, to a multi trillion pound problem in terms of lost productivity. So that's all a very verbose way of saying, you know, getting together is really important. Um, we noticed a gap in in terms of uh, the infrastructure around helping teams do that in a purposeful way. Um, and so that's really, yeah, what we get excited about. So we'd very much like to invite you outside into the sunshine and uh, think about getting getting teams together in a way that is creative and memorable and ultimately aids, you know, really great high team performance as well. Amazing. And so tell me, because I'm always fascinated to know how these ideas got started. What was that kind of light bulb moment for, for starting WorkTrip? What, what made you think, come on, we really need to get people thinking about doing things a bit differently when it comes to their offsites and bringing people together? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll jump in a little bit and then I'll, I'll definitely hand over to Sally because we've got sort of um, two different angles on this, having joined that journey um, uh, at different times but so um yeah for myself um my first 10 years of my career were in b2b technology events so i guess through that process of convening understanding different industry sectors and then creating ultimately a, a kind of experience for them as a as a community to get together around the world um it it allowed me to understand when that is done really well and also perhaps what was um, the sort of prevailing generic delivery of that, which is the kind of worst excesses of, um, you know, beige conference centers and, you know, this, this sad strata of human being that travels around the world, um, you know, doing really great business, but, but coming together in places that are ultimately quite forgettable. And so 
I became quite passionate about what, what is the mitigation against that and how do you create these really interesting experiences that stay with people but but also um, you know have this effect and allow people to connect across different communities and the last role I had in that space was around educational technology so bringing together educator leaders but also technologists investors in that space and so on and so seven years ago I quit my job to then do that same process but thinking about how to do that within the podcast medium so definitely uh, enjoying being on this podcast today and that process so tracking the edtech sector over seven years what I saw there was in the beginning the conversation was very much about we've got this technology how do we use it to optimize learning and push people through these pathways and push ever more content into them sort of thing and then as the years progressed, and of course this was accelerated by COVID, there was a, a greater understanding and a more sophisticated understanding of what does that look like in terms of the fact that we're social animals, that we learn in a social way, uh, that we have to regard our different psychological makeups and how that affects how we learn. And yeah, and thinking about those those complexities. And so I, I put these two things together and I thought, well, hang on, you know, we've got the same thing in the world of work, like that's changed completely. Um, we we need to get together more than ever. Um, and offsites have always been part of how companies do that. But to date, perhaps the process has been very much driven around, we've got some budget, we need to book a venue, we're going to take everyone there and then everyone breathes this huge sigh of relief. And so I started to become interested in how do you raise the transformational part of that process and move it beyond just about booking and logistics into upskilling your workforce to better connecting them in this era where we're working separately, even if we are in a team. And, and so that was the kind of kernel of the idea behind it. So the first half of last year, I spoke to a ton of people within the sort of HR or culture and performance space and also within um, the venue side and also coaching and facilitator side. And I realized there was a problem that could, you know, be improved um, and have a new solution for and went out, did some consulting, basically put that into the first version of the platform and at the same time, started to have a really amazing conversation with Sally. And so Sally can tell you about how she came to work trip, but um, yeah, that's been absolutely amazing. So it's been wonderful to, to have her join. So yeah, Sally. Yeah, and I started out by really experiencing that pain point from the customer side of things. So I got in touch with Sophie when she was talking about work trip because at the time I was um, remotely leading a team of 30 people based mostly in Berlin. And I was part of a distributed leadership team, which is the first time I'd, I'd done that. Um, and after, you know, a couple of years of heavy lockdown, we were all coming out of it and saying, what is this going to look like for us now? Um, and yes, those offsites had always, you know, been part of that kind of um, the constellation of how we got together, as Sophie said, but it was very different. It was like, get the whole company together in a fun location and we'll do a few games together. And it was lovely. It was a really nice bonding experience, but I realized that wasn't what we needed now. 
you know, that FaceTime that we have with each other, you know, the value of it had just gone up exponentially. And people, the way that people value their their time, and indeed when they're going to travel to something, if you're working in a, you know, in a, in a remote or a distributed way, it's got to mean something. There's got to be some purpose behind it. It's got to take you further forward. And so I had just come off the back of, you know, trying to work out what this would look like for our leadership team. Um, and we had had some frustrated experiences. We all shared those frustrations. And I thought, yeah, do you know what? This exactly what Workshop is talking about is the problem that we need to be solved. We need to have a much more coordinated approach to how we get our teams together and what we want to achieve in that really precious time when we are together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we were, I was sharing all these stories, all these war stories of, of having been through it. Um, and, you know, we realized how we could actually collaborate to, to kind of really make Worktrip into the thing that, that it was always sort of born to do. Amazing. It is such an amazing idea because I mean, as someone that regularly has to attend off sites <laughs> for a client, it's um, one of the things that they'll often say to me is, you know, it's ta- it takes so much logistics to coordinate these events. And especially like you say, when there's a large team or they're particularly distributed by different countries and things like that, you know, a lot of um, organization goes into these events and these off sites are now paramount to that remote kind of hybrid way of working. And it's something that's really interesting because, I mean, pre-COVID, it'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? Because off sites were often sort of those team building kind of labeled things which are a little bit kind of cringy I mean a lot of the corporate ones you know we all have those bad memories of I don't know trying to get the planks of wood across something or another like random activities and everyone's thinking what on earth are we doing here and why are we doing that and they've become so much more intentional I think that's what's really interesting is the intention behind them Um, and creating that sense of connection when you know there is so much distribution between teams and they might not have ever even met each other you know some teams might be working in different countries so never even get a chance to um, meet each other in person so getting that sense of connection is becoming even more important I mean in your guys experience with kind of creating work trip and what you're seeing come through what are some of these core elements of bringing together an awesome offsite these days you know how do we make sure it doesn't become one of those corporate boring events what are some of these core elements that you guys have seen coming through yeah um it's really interesting so the way we we think about it is there are there are three sort of overarching elements one is the environment right it's where you stay and that is really important to us we so we focus on out of city out of town venues that are really memorable um, I think at this point in time, the, the amount of research on the benefits of being in nature it can't really be denied. Um, but it really, it helps get people that third space in a natural environment. It helps that creativity flow, but it also gets people out of that way of thinking that we tend to fall into when we're in a, a space we're really familiar with, right? So that stay element's really important. Um, and the next one is about learning. Um, which is probably uh, obvious given given our kind of backgrounds. But what are we going to learn together as a, as a team? Are there going to be new skills? Are there going to be ways of thinking about our problems or, or approaching our problems that we can do collaboratively that, yes, give us maybe some new skills and perspectives, but also bring us together because we're all learning socially? Um, and the last part of it is that is that connection. Where is the 
space and where are the experiences that we can craft, which will build those bonds. Because in building those bonds, we get um, a closer understanding of, of our purpose, the drive for the team. What are we collectively trying to achieve? But also it makes communication remotely so much easier. You know, suddenly um, it's easier to assume good intentions. You can find those little shortcuts when you're talking to people. So it increases that efficiency and productivity back again when you get back at desk, purely because of that moment that you've had together and, and crafting that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I mean, I am all for being outside and changing up spaces. <laughs> I think it's so important. And especially even with um, teams like you've mentioned who kind of default in that way of working to being in a current environment where we, we, you know, I always think our environment really helps to change our way of thinking and our mindset so much. I mean, even, even during sort of the lockdowns, I was someone that I just absolutely can't do everything under one roof. I like to compent martelize. I can't even say that word properly, but you know, have different spaces for different things. Like that's the kind of person I am. So I can't do everything all under one roof. Um, and it's very much the same with, with teams, you know, in order to make them think different, think differently you kind of need to create a different environment and a different atmosphere to stimulate that thinking in the first first place yeah just 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 on that um you know I think people talk about boring boardrooms and we there's one of our so I should explain what work trip is for our listeners so essentially just to put this all into context so if we're at the very basic we're sort of like an airbnb for team offsites but with this sort of obsession around talent development and retention and high performance. And so, you know, if you come to us, you can create an account for free. You can uh, log in and you can search across those memorable venues, meaningful experiences, but also specialist coaches and facilitators in your area. So whatever you're looking for, the kind of workshops that are going to tackle that. And one one of our uh, listings um, in terms of a sort of experience and a coach is um, this guy called Gary Pratt. And so he's an author around um, creative thinking and the use of the outdoors. And so if you're interested in, um, yeah, the research around that, that book is absolutely littered with really, really great, great research in that space. Um, but his whole thing, he, he quotes someone else, uh, that talks about, you know, the desk is a dangerous place to view the world. <clears throat> and the point is, is, you know, we get outside, our thinking changes and our um, way of looking at problems from a different angle changes. And it, a couple of stats um, around that. So um, Stanford researchers uh, established that a person's creative output is increased by an average of 60% when walking. And, you know, this is something that's from, you know, Greek philosophers to um, Steve Jobs, you know, is is a kind of, especially if we think about in the current context, like a very, um, uh, a way of creating in innovative ideas or coming at problems from a different angle, that's very low cost, you know, you can, everyone can access that. But when you when you bring those elements into an offsite, it, it sort of, um, yeah, allows people that space they can connect but also it helps to sort of put your put your headspace and in, into a way that might generate new ideas as well um so yeah so we definitely get excited about that i love that and i love the sort of 
it's so true, you know, what we say. I mean, I, I try and do a daily walk just to get out in the fresh air, no matter the weather. Um, and it really does stimulate that kind of creative thinking. And it's something I think that's we don't often connect with because we're kind of so heavily in this day-to-day grind of being by our desk and kind of, you know, chained to our desk. You know, there was that horrendous um, saying that was going around like lunch al desco. And I was like, oh my goodness, how many of us do lunch al desco? Um, And things like that. And it's something that we just keep defaulting to so often. And especially if we are kind of, you know, still working in a hybrid way where we're encouraging people into the office it's so easy to default back to some of those really bad habits that we're doing and not changing up this environment and I I love what you guys say about like let's not do boring boardrooms (laughs) the amount of times I've tried to book an event space and thought goodness me this is just so soul destroying like no one's going to be inspired by going to this environment um you know and like you've said, those outdoor spaces are so much more invigorating. I mean, are there any other type of spaces that you guys have seen where you're like, these are really cool, interesting spaces that are, are, are bringing something different aside from sort of the outside? Is there anything else that has piqued your interest recently? Yeah, we were talking about this. I mean, I think there's a real, um, there's an interesting shift to um, certain venues who are good at creating this real kind of festival vibe. And I think that's in response to us all not being able to do that. <laughs> so it's not even just, you know, being able to gather, but gather in a place where, you know, that there feels like there's a lot of creativity and freedom and energy in, in the air. And you can do that, I think, through through kind of setup and 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 the way that um, you know, uh you can congregate, whether it's yeah, around a campfire or you know, there are lots of actually easy tricks and tools that you can do to to create that, but it tends to get into something that's sort of you know, the 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 deep hunter-gatherer in us that likes to kind of congregate in those kind of, uh, in, in those kind of ways. That's really interesting. Um, the other thing that we've seen a little bit is uh, different venues having some kind of community project as well. I think that's always really interesting, you know, whether it's, uh, I was talking to a venue the other day that's, you know, really all about showcasing the sustainability of what they do and just having that in the environment. So it's not, you know, bashing people over the head with it and saying, do better. It's much more just showcasing, look, this is what it could look like. And it feels really luxe, right? And it feels really comfortable, but it's also everything in there is is sustainable. So that's that's really interesting. Um, yeah. I, I think as well, you know, um, what we hear, so I guess you could um, say that typically we work with three different customer types. And so, you know, part of a good offsite is understanding the culture and the need of your particular team and organization. And so, you know, we we would um, have conversations typically with NGOs, with scaling companies, quite often in the tech sector, and then enterprise. And, and each of those has a different sort of need and requirement. And then within that, like, depending on the the culture of that organization, they're going to have um, different wants and needs around the adventurousness that they may be willing to undertake, how formal or informal a venue may be, and those kind of things. But I think Sally's right. I think there is this sort of, you know, in the past you would have talked about the consumer consumerization of IT, and I think you see the same thing in this experience. Like people 
want to come together they want it to be memorable and they don't want it just to be like booking a a hotel space 100 meters down the road from the office sends the worst indications to your team about how you value them and so i think you know the 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 idea of WorkTrip is also to help companies be a bit more imaginative and thoughtful about how they go around that process and, and uncover alternative spaces as well. Um, and then just where they tend to land is um, because of the nature of distributed teams, quite often they're within, say, up to two hours of a, um, a city or a tech hub, depending on which um, space you're coming from but um, you know you can imagine then the transport links are favorable we can uh, you know we nudge teams into doing things beyond that but there is this sort of gravitational pull I think within those because it just helps but even just being outside of that um, main capital or city up to that level means that people can kind of turn off in a different way and not be tempted to I'll just finish this or just go home and do this so um yeah. And then, I mean, I think, so that's on the venue side. I think what we're also seeing is places and providers that really think deeply about experiential uh, ways to engage the team in an experiential way that doesn't fall back on, um, you know, what you mentioned before, like the worst memories of team building. And there's just the, the most amazing people out there. So we talked about one who's on, on, you know, he takes teams out hiking and he's an ex-serial entrepreneur. So he can talk his war wounds of, you know, building, growing and exiting businesses. There are other people on our platform that, you know, use all sorts of different ways to get teams to sort of almost sort of work in parallel, but just connect in a, in, in, in a really imaginative way. And they're, they're really thought through and really based in science around psychological safety and, and those kind of things. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, what that's what we get excited about. We have a campaign against boring venues. So if anyone's listening and they want to check that out, please do so. And uh, <laughs> we're always happy to talk to people about venues that we, we love as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I know I've definitely picked your guys' brains about venues because I mean, I've seen such a huge rise in even kind of co-working spaces. I'm sure you guys have seen this as well with, you know, a lot of the sort of old office spaces now being transformed into sort of these co-working hubs. And they're spending a fortune on transforming these venues and making them look really shiny and quirky. And then you think, oh, I wonder what they've done with the meeting rooms or like the, the other bigger venue space. And you're like, you've just made it a boardroom with a massive square table. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just really disheartening um, that, you know, they, they kind of say they're one thing, but then they're not because the whole point is, well, we're trying to make people think differently in these spaces. And that that situation is very outdated way of working. So that whole setup. Um, so it's really difficult. I think that's one of the things that I, I know I really enjoy about your, your guys platform is that sense that you can find something that's really unique and that fits the intention and the the idea the idea that you're trying to create because you know like you've mentioned Sophie there is always an intention behind these off-sites you know what is the intention and so if you have an idea about the intention then in your head you're already going to be thinking about what kind of space do I want to mm. create that feeling and that sense with that intention you know how does that work 
Yeah, and I think, you know, the space that you described there about those boring boardrooms, what they're set up for is broadcast. Someone, a leader, standing there and telling everybody what they know and what the problems are and what to think, right? And that's not why you should get people together. All the tech platforms are wonderful at being able to broadcast to people. You don't have to be in the same room. You want to be in the same place to actually solve problems. You know, and those problems are increasingly complex. They're increasingly interconnected. So they'll probably require people from all sorts of different functions around a business in order to be able to solve them. And for that, you know, a square table that you all sit around is is not going to help you, right? It's it's not going to create the impact that you want. I think also, you know, ultimately what what Sally and I are excited about and building towards, uh, so, you know, we've, we've talked about, the old model might be that boardroom and of course you know we still have boards and that the the value in that is the varied perspective so like like sally just talked about getting different people together to solve you know interconnected problems i think ultimately what we're trying to achieve is thinking about how you design and scaffold for teams what 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 is that cadence between working remotely and coming together and how does that look like over a year so you know um we've just um onboarded a new advisor who is called q hamarani and he is the global head of live and work anywhere at airbnb so i don't know if you remember when airbnb um i think it was early last year um announced that you could work from anywhere and, and it sort of 800,000 people went on their website and nearly broke the internet, as they say, um, because it was, you know, people were so excited about that prospect. Um, and, but part of that policy, if you dig into it, is this oscillation between working from anywhere, but a commitment to kind of meeting up quarterly. And what we're about is how do you take that process, like other companies have talked about, so Salesforce had their, you know, ranch in the middle of nowhere, um, Dropbox have talked about how they use offsites to massively increase the retention of their, um, you know, talented employees. How do you take that and how do you democratize that process for any team? You know, because typically offsites have been a leadership thing. And actually, in this new era of work, that need to develop bonds between and across teams is something that everyone needs to have nurtured so ultimately that's what we are looking to help teams do is to think about that that design and what that looks like so that it's not just a thing that you do and then you forget about it again and then you do it again later that it's like um there's like a flow and a cycle to it and and that goes back into the business and you know sally's um expertise is around you know thinking about lots of these things and 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 how that works with companies and how you work with talent and and how that democratization process works so that's what kind of gets us up and gets us excited every day as well yeah absolutely i mean you mentioned there we mentioned a few things about you know what people massively underestimate in terms of coming together you know the fact that it's about space you know what is the space like what is the intention you know, what are we trying to achieve? Making sure that it is more democratic in terms of what, what we're creating. Um, but is there anything else where you, you kind of 
thinking this is also something that they really underestimate when we start coming together for offsites. You know, this is something that people aren't thinking enough about when they're creating that team offsite. Oh yes, well, we talked about this uh, earlier. It's there's a, there's this instinct to jam pack the agenda, <laughs> you know, from the moment people work out, and it's like right every every hour we'll do this thing or we'll we'll have people in this space for three hours to talk them through what the next you know x number of years are going to look like, and so I think it's very counterintuitive, you know, when we talk about impact. I think in lots of people's minds, we go straight back to that. Okay, it's how many hours, it's going to cost how much money. Let's make sure every single minute of that is accounted for and we're getting through loads of things to achieve you know, that purpose of the offsite. And actually, you need to take a step away from that and say, look, if there is one thing that we want this team to come out of this offsite with, you need to give it space and think carefully about the content that you present to people, if you are going to present any content, you know, the kind of focus that you want to give it and the space to let those conversations breathe a little bit, because otherwise we're not going to get to that action bit. You're going to, we're going to move back to that pumping people full of information and hoping that it sticks. And that's not what this is about. So we, we, we try and give um, our customers the, the reassurance that this is the way to achieve their goals. It's not by making every minute accountable for. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. Sorry, yes, okay. I would jump on the back of that and say um, exactly that, 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 that's the one thing that people, so we have like a series called the Impactful Offsite Series where we sort of collect people that are experts in this or, or have gone on offsites recently or decision makers in that space. And um an example, there's a lady in California called Darcy Bowles. She's the ex-head of remote at Stripe, the payment gateway company. And uh, yeah, she said that's like the, the number one thing that people do all the time is they they overpack the program. And, you know, what you don't want is you don't want people to feel like they're held captive and actually you do more damage than, than you know, if you hadn't done it. Um when I was chatting to people early last year, um, it was a ex head of HR at a, a burger chain um, that we know about. And uh, she said, you know, the typical thing previously would be like the C, you know, the, the COO standing up, talking about the company updates, everyone's sort of held captive, and then everyone gets incredibly drunk. And, um, and that's like, not, you know, like a kind of average experience. And especially now that we know sort of young, like Gen Z's in the workplace, they, the thing that drives them, and as you all know, running this podcast around purpose is, you know, they want to work for purpose-driven organizations. They want opportunities to develop, which are harder sometimes when, and if you're working completely remotely, having that proximity to leadership, getting those opportunities. So um, it's thinking about how do you weave that into an offsite design as well, um, allowing for, you know, different experiences. We know we're much better now understanding neurodiversity, our different needs and, and requirements. So, you know, make sure you have time for introverted people to kind of um, recharge their batteries as well. Uh, you know, if you're always on, that can be quite intense. So, yeah, it's all the, all, all those different factors. Um and this idea of sort of autonomy and connection. So 
we think about that in the macro. So how do you have that across a year? But then also at your offsite, how do you allow for that as well? And allowing people to sort of select what they want to get involved with. So you're not sort of, it's not like obligatory and they're, they're kind of desperate when they, <laughs> you know, it's making it a, a really powerful experience. And with, you know, on that front, what we hear is teams would actually do more offsites if it was easier, both in terms of logistics and they could also underline the value side of things. So yeah. that's also exciting because, you know, the, the, the demand and appetite is there and there's just like a, an opportunity to make that experience better from start to finish, really. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't agree more. I think it's so important. I mean, I'm, I would, I think I probably class myself as an ambivert. So I love being around people, but I don't get my energy from people. Like I need, I need Lizzie time. <laughs> I need to be able to recharge my battery before I go and absorb more people's energy. Um, so it is, it's all those little tiny things that before we perhaps didn't really think about when it came to offsites. Like you said, we had a really packed out schedule. You know, a lot of the time it's basically someone talking at you for most of the day. And then for some reason we drink was a really big thing. We had a really big drink culture around offsites, which you know, you look back now and you think that's so toxic. <laughs> and it's all these things. So it's almost like there's been a massive mindset shift in terms of what yeah. these these offsites are for people and companies now. And it- that's a lot to think about. I mean, we spend all day thinking about this. So for us, there are, there are things that we can roll off. But for most of the people who we speak to who are organising the offsites, this is not the only thing they do. You know, it's a very small part of a very difficult, complex job with lots of moving pieces. Um, and, and and we want to help that. We want to make it simpler. We want to create more impact while doing it. And so you can see how those two things can, can kind of go in parallel quite nicely. So that's that's our aim. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for sharing your knowledge with us today on offsites and um, everything about Worktrip. Is there anything that you want to share with the audience before we uh, say our goodbyes? Just to, you know, you can come and create an account for free. It's uh, p's.com. And if you hit sign up, you know, you can create an account, have a dig around, have a play explore some of those brilliant venues and experiences and workshops um and we're on all the socials aren't we sally all the socials all the socials (laughs) so uh yeah work trip two peas yeah and thanks very much lizzie thanks for pushing purpose in the workplace it's great thank you so much thank you for inspiring better offsides (laughs) we all need you (laughs) thank you so much ladies it's been a fab chat thank you You've been listening to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast with me, your host, Lizzie Benton. If you've enjoyed listening and want to keep up with all things culture, don't forget to subscribe. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to welcoming you back next week.